With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat. What's happening everybody and welcome to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. I'm your host for this week, I'm Derry Kerlin and today we are discussing ICW's first main event of the year. In fact, first main event of the decade, <laughs> uh, the square go. Um, now before I introduce the panel, please make sure you subscribe to all our social media channels. We have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, you name it, we're on it, at suplexretweet.com. Now, uh, the panel, with every square go, we did a number of different characters, and tonight we've got that in abundance. Here we go. <laughs> First up is the idiot character, total jobber, few seconds and he's in and out, and I'm not talking about his sex life, it's Stephen Wilson. Stephen, <laughs> <laughs> you alright? I don't know why I was hoping that was me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but yeah, happy to be here. Good, good to have you. I think. <laughs> Next up, you have the comedy character. Big, confident, makes everybody laugh, and it's Ollie's least favourite ring announcer. It's the man who himself, Quacko Aji. How are you, buddy? I'm not that yourself. Nah, I'm good, man, I'm good. You suck, Quacko! <laughs> <laughs> you and Ollie are boo. <laughs> <laughs> Up next is the Iron Man or Woman. Puts in a great performance and you know she always puts in. Everybody appreciates the effort she does. It's Stacey Smith. Hello, you Stacey. Oh, that was lovely. That's a nice, that's a nice one for everybody else. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Up next is the evil character. Pure evil. Tries to convince everybody he's all nice and nicey. But we know he's pure evil. He's so evil, in fact, he's missing his own mother's birthday tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it's Gary Kernan. It's your mum as well. Nah, no, we don't think it's right on you, son. See, that's his true part of an evil character. Thank you for the fact that you're the first born, you'll get the worst. You know, when, uh, when I was leaving school in our school yearbook, uh, I was voted the most nicest and the most caring. And I came home and I said to Derry, can you believe I've spent six years with these people and they don't know who I am? <laughs> <laughs> Biggest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing people he didn't exist. And that's his footsteps I follow in. Yes, 100, I 100% agree with that. I'm good. Good, good. Last, no means least, you need someone to capture those magic moments. It's not an easy job, someone's got to do it. You need someone with a lot of skill, 
What's that camera? <laughs> and of course, Data Geeks. How did I know uh, that? No. Doesn't surprise me. Doesn't surprise me. Your job is equally important as everybody else's. Yes! Getting the, getting the camera. That's why she had a front row seat on the show. Yeah, that's thing. why I had such a good seat. I got some pretty damn good pictures. I'll have you know. <laughs> I mean. I mean, you mind what photos I got? She was a prime spot for when people were climbing into the ring quite quickly. The so. crotch shot queen. <laughs> it could be worse. It could be worse. <laughs> Hi. Hi, buddy. You good? I'm good. Thank, good. thank you for bringing me in, Derek. You're welcome. You're welcome. So, guys, like we said, tonight we're going to discuss uh, the swear goal that's happened last Sunday there in SWG3. So we just crack on with the first match, shall we? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. First match um, was a zero G title match between Leighton Buzzard and Liam Thompson. And um, Stephen, good mm. opener. Uh, yeah, it was solid. Well, to begin with, anyway, as the match kind of started, I'm still, I'm really confused still about Leighton's change of character. Yeah. yeah. Because for about six months at the end of last year, he was the hottest thing that's company had going. As a face, you should say. As a face, yeah, exactly. exactly. I remember that night in the garage when he cut the promo from the crowd on Joe Henry. Mm -hmm. It was absolute magic. Mm -hmm. And then they just decided, no, we're just going to flip him. And then it's. If you look at the match itself, I enjoyed it without any of the experts, but I found it hard to kind of get the chemistry on it because I wasn't really feeling that whole Leighton as a heel yet, really. Stacey, what do you think of this whole Leighton as a heel? Um. I think it's going to take some getting used to, I think, just because obviously when he was with Joe Hendry at the beginning, being his intern, it was very much like Rose rooting for Leighton and the cast to break free from Joe Hendry. Finally he did and he was, just seemed like such a nice guy and now it's just like, oh hang on, now I have to just change everything that I thought about him. Mm-hmm. So, it was weird when he came out because when he came out everybody was still cheering him and he was mm-hmm. trying to do his promo guys but yeah everybody was still booing him yeah. uh, cheering him so yeah well there was no real reason to boo him apart from the promo there was nothing being done to build up to this moment that's why his face turn was so good because you could see it coming mm-hmm. and we just wanted him to turn turn and Henry mm-hmm. stand up for himself so when it happened, it was a big moment, and as the guys have said a second ago, his uh, moment at Shugs when he beat Joe was amazing. He was the hottest thing in the company, which is why you then ended up here in the second night at Shugs. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, he was the hottest thing in the company, but his momentum since then, I don't think has been capitalised on. And indeed, I think in the next Fight Club after that, he immediately lost. He's lost. He's lost in pretty much most of the shows. I think he's. I don't know. If was his win over Liam for the title his only win after Shugs? Yep. Uh, no, because uh, he beat uh, Kieran Kelly. Oh, so he did that. But that was on the same night. That yeah. Was the same when he beaten, like so. completely remanded it, so he became. He got the number one contender spot, but he like cast it in early on the Liam Thompson Open Challenge, so <laughs> that's where he, he did his Christmas shopping all in one go. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, what are you thinking about it? I'm not going to lie, I can stand this match. Like, I'm going to basically say how it is. I guess Liam Thompson mark in this podcast. Yeah. It's, not, it's not even through lack of the actual guys that are in the ring. There was an absolutely no storytelling. And that's what a wrestling match should all be about. Like, we keep discussing um, Leighton's heel turn. 
that it came it absolutely out of nowhere. Like, if there was a story leading to it where he actually does a wee heel turn and cheating to win, cheating to retain, but that was like one title defense against what the guy that he lost, but he won it from, tried to win it in the exact same way, and it just blew up in his face. And I, I, I didn't enjoy it. It's through the lack of storytelling, I was just like, there's absolutely no point to that title reign whatsoever. Like, I do see where you're coming from. There were. There were some aspects of like he did low blow him to win, mm-hmm. and um, he did cut that promo. I'm convinced he's stared at me. I don't know, but well, uh, where he said some people would be talking about how I won, and I said you did your Christmas shopping quickly. I'm like I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, so there was that, yes, but it's just the fact that even when he was with Joe Hendry, people were cheering him on because they wanted them to break free, especially when they had that moment with James Storm mm-hmm. when he got power bombed onto this mm-hmm. thumbtacks trying to protect Ravy Davy and Joe was saying, you, you fool, why are you protecting your friend, yada yada and people have always like won them on to kind of break free from it, they love the Kieran mm-hmm. Kelly matches and stuff, so it was just a bit, yeah, weird There's just no storytelling to that, yeah. that was basically my main See the thing is, you know, mentions obviously, there was the low blow aspect mm-hmm. in that match where he won the title but from the shugs you, we were waiting on Leighton getting his big triumphant next moment be it either winning the, some people were calling him win the world title so obviously the zero game is a more logical option but mm-hmm. for him to win it with a low blow it felt cheap in that aspect of it and then for it to turn around and be like well he's just he's going to get his comeuppance by losing again mm-hmm. to a low blow I mean a face should never win a match with a low blow no come nah. on you know it was bad enough in Leighton did it when he was a face the first time I didn't like that aspect of the finish, you know. The, I mean, the short title reign would make sense if that was to facilitate a heel turn. So he's mm-hmm. gone all out to win the title and then he loses it in his first defence. You could then see the hissy fit, the, the cutting, you know, maybe if the fans... You could imagine the scenario where he stands in the ring afterwards, the fans child clap on him, he has a bit of a hissy fit, he's, he then cuts mm-hmm. the promo on the fans. That would have made sense to have mm-hmm. done then. But it just felt like almost like oh we need another heel so oh it will turn it just didn't feel like enough to it and I I agree with you Sarah when I was looking at the card going in I wasn't excited as excited about the undercard as I think I should have been because they're all stellar matches but I looked at it and I I don't know to be wrong in this instance which was in some ways pleased to be but looking at it I didn't see any surprises or any shots and I thought the undercard was going to be really predictable Mm -hmm. I mean I was wrong but for that reason I found some of the matches harder to get into I think that's like see the last time the Leighton went up against Liam for the Zero G it was at the very first Gonzo show and Leighton was the over the top babyface and Liam was playing the heel in that match Oh yeah. and that worked out in storytelling so to have it completely flipped and it basically seemed like that like the Gonzo matches are just wee bits extra instead of adding to the story. Mm-hmm. It ju- it just seems like completely it wasn't, it wasn't stupid. Or, it wasn't organic either. I mean, see if you look at that whole like zero G. If there was anybody who has a natural heel turn going on, it's Kieran Kelly. Oh yeah. yeah. Kieran Kelly's one. He's not one in God knows how long. Mm-hmm. He's I mean, he lost. No offense, but he lost to a guy Daz Black who has an up and coming. Yeah. He's gonna be great, but he's not quite there yet. So. He seemed like the more logical yeah. if you're going to have one of them. And they yeah. pointed, they point, the commentators pointed that defeat out in commentary yeah. mm-hmm. during the square go. Um, everything that I'm thinking has been said by 
by everyone else in here. Just, I just don't know, don't know what's next. That's a, that's a good point actually, what is, what is next for these two guys, what are these well, engineering classes? Well, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Where can you see them going up against, who's going to challenge, who's going to challenge? I think there's going to be more to this, but at the same time, going by something that, which we are going to hear at the break, our square goal winner, may have a little say in this, I don't oh, he's know. He's not going to cash in at the zero G, is he? I know, they, I know they can do it on any championship. But about like just, it. just remember. Can become women's champion? <laughs> well, well <laughs> hold, hold that thought. Ah. <laughs> well, he, right, white ball. He, he, well, he did fight. He did beat Kaylee Ray last year, right before she became NXT yeah. UK women's champion. Cats for women's champion twenty twenty. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so, other than the women's title, where do you see, where do you see the two guys? <laughs> God, um, that escalated. <laughs> <laughs> I see Leighton doubling down. I think he's going to have to double down on this heel gimmick to to try and mm-hmm. get it over. Mm-hmm. So I can see a lot more sort of promo work coming up. A lot more. Which is where can you put him in? Was popular enough to help facilitate the turn? Because he was, yeah. he was mega popular at yeah. the time. If you're looking at anybody, something like a Grado doesn't really need that, can help put him back on the, on the right track, you know? Mm-hmm. Good show. It's really, really hard to tell. It just seems like a weird... It's like a direction that you don't know where the hell he's headed and you you just can't picture it, so I I couldn't even begin to imagine that hopefully this has not stopped him down in his tracks because it just is like, when are they going to pull the trigger? That's when we usually ask about heel turns, but this way it's like, wait a minute, did they even load the gun? Because mm-hmm. in... This aspect, they didn't really even load the gun, so. It's pirate ships lost in the Black Sea. Yeah. <laughs> it's pirate ships in the Caribbean. In some ways, I, I kind of. In some ways, I kind of like that we don't know where they're going with it. Yeah, I like yeah. that unpredictability. I don't like it all to be laid out as naturally. I also feel the same about what's next. I, I feel the same about Liam. Um, I'd like to see the end of the sink stuff. Oh yeah, this is the fact that Liam waited so long to get that singles title and now he's a two times ERG champion in the space of like a few months. Yeah. Like that's probably the only good thing. If you need someone to put something over, Liam Thompson's a good person to do it. Yeah. So he needs to hold it for a while as well. I would say he needs to hold it for a And the zero G's been hot shotted about quite a bit. Yeah. It's been yeah. passed about more than is it Steven at a party? <laughs> <laughs> A little bit of many parties, maybe. <laughs> 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 Stace, what do you think about Liam Thompson? Do you think he needs to hold the belt for a while, or do you think Juicy just going back and forth again like it has? I hope he holds it for a while because then, because if not, then it just seems as though people are just getting thrown together for matches and just winning for the sake of winning. So hopefully, if he holds it for a while, then. Some actual storylines can be built around it and 
say why the people are going for it, why they're fighting against Liam for it, and I just think that's what they need. So, well, in my opinion, yeah. anyway. Mm -hmm. So to sum up, decent map. Decent match, even though there wasn't any real storylines. Mm -hmm. The ending was a bit meh because of the go for a for a baby face. Yeah, yeah. Agree with that? yeah. Right. absolutely. Yep. Mm -hmm. Nice one. Yeah. Now the next bit, which got everybody up and in arms, everybody was going off that dinner. <laughs> it was uh, um, Jackie Portman or Justin Jacks as he's now just Jack Jackson. Sorry, just Jackson. Derek Derek can't do a short hard text speak at all. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, what's LOL? <laughs> 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 um, so I'm just going to call him Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> so Jackie came back out, place went mental, different look, into the ring, and then the next minute, everybody, the game, guy Rob that was with us was like, is that Jeff Jarrett? I was like, not me, not me. And then he came out. Very you know how those memes where you they say like I'm gonna tell my grandkids this was blah. You should have just went. Yep, that's yeah. Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Sarah, how do you feel about the series too bad? It was incredible. I think like see because we hadn't seen Jackie since since Shugs and there's like that very emotional. I don't know when I'm gonna be back. And when they were doing like those little vignettes and like other videos. Like you, you had like anybody who says they knew exactly who that was about is clearly a liar, or you were told mm -hmm. during the surprise. What one? And um, like the whole letters, the like the letters finished. But see, see there you go. But yeah, so if if you knew that was Jackie coming back as just Jack, uh, just Jackson, then you're either a liar or you were told and ruined the surprise. Mm -hmm. But I think like see when it came up with that, we're just like, right, okay, maybe like this is how they're going to introduce D back. But then it's just like the UST and then the AXN. You're like, that makes no sense. <laughs> and then the J's appeared, and you, it, it, it takes you a wee second to click. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was the remix of "I'll Be Back Again." I was just like, wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute. Turned around, and Jackie was at the top of the ramp. And I haven't heard the place explode like that in a while yeah. until like a few minutes later. <laughs> when, like, the variation of "House of the Rising Sun" happened, yeah. and DCT appeared back. Again, looking like an actual rock star, but I don't see when it comes to like this look, it suits his heel persona, not his babyface persona yeah. in a way. Like he was a really badass heel when he was leaving leaving the majority of Scottish promotions, and when he was going around Australia, he was that badass heel, and he, it was like he wouldn't take shit from anybody. And making him the babyface with like his completely different look. It doesn't make sense, but I am incredibly interested to see where they go with it. Quite good. It's a big Jackie fan. Well, bag fan of both, <laughs> really. <laughs> like, I've got countless DCT t-shirts and a bandana that's signed by him as well. So, yeah, I, I know. Like, I like the... I, I should sure have said it. I like DCT, I should say. <laughs> anyway, uh, anyway, um, but I think for this feud, it doesn't need to have like a straight-faced 
baby face or straight face heel. It just needs the two of them that just hate each other. Long term friends, uh, training together, uh, tagging together, did everything together. Now they hate each other and that's all it needs. Yeah, because uh, you still got that unfinished business that they had over the actual ICW World Heavyweight Championship. Exactly. The headlock held around the world. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> chinlock that was there that ended DCT's <laughs> title run. So we've gone from just talking a moment ago of uh, a match that lacked stories to an angle that was that's really cool. rich in story. Yeah. And <laughs> it's nice to see that thread continue. And it's interesting because Jackie comes out massive face pop oh, yeah. people are delighted to see mm-hmm. him DCT comes out to the same and with the vignettes that you were talking about Sarah I think in the, at, at Fear and Loathing when the DCT one played everybody knew from mm-hmm. that minute who it was mm-hmm. so his reappearance was less surprising yeah. but Jackie's was very surprising I thought that was really good and a nice bit of storytelling where it goes with these two is the faces um remains to be seen um, I may be the only one in this but I'd have thought that would have been a wonderful way to start the square goal number one and number two and I, I actually kind of liked it wasn't mm-hmm. as part of the square goal because we all thought yeah yeah Dee's going to come back he's going to be in the square goal like that yeah. took the unpredictability away from it because nobody saw this wee segment coming because it wasn't advertised mm-hmm. it was no. just like that wee surprise to break everything the only thing up. that kind of swayed me away from DCTP in the square goal is Traditionally, if you want to have a big return, well, I would I would say this: you go for you go number thirty. You wait till it's the last particular mm-hmm. point, but yeah. because because as you'll talk about later, we you who was number thirty beforehand, you a lot of the numbers. That same predictability wasn't there. Could you imagine? Say DCT comes out at twenty nine, and then we had what happened. We look at the Patsy, you know, mm-hmm. not yeah. the same impact, you know. So I think this is probably the best way to return yeah. DCT. I think. Yeah. I have never been so glad to wear my Polo Promotions top <laughs> to <laughs> Yes, my Livingston top. Um, I loved it. Like I, I just loved seeing them both back. think I preferred seeing Jackie back more than DCT, but um, I, I just loved it. But I'm just a bit gutted that DCT can pull off red lipstick better than I can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I feel you. Yeah. Steve, are you still about that as the girls are? Oh, I, I know. It's just, it's a hard look to pull off, isn't it? It is. Yes. I, I, I'm told. Yeah. <laughs> Don't yeah. lie, we all seen you there with your lippy on yeah. Sunday. Like, the gl- the gl- Laura shows us pictures, it's no, alright. No, the, the, the glam rock god, no. The Bale Cell Bowling Club on a <laughs> Saturday night, Steve, <laughs> we know about you. What, what I like though is, is <laughs> there was, there's clearly the fact that kind of, the threw back immediately to the fact that it was Jackie Polo who wrote off uh, mm-hmm. DCT from ICW, but at the same time, it's compl- they're both completely different. Right? Back then, it was you know the cowboy just justice versus the international sex hero. Now it's the glam rock god DCT versus the world against the power whatever something. whatever Jackie the is meant to, whatever he's meant to be. So like a reset on his character. I think. Uh, the power button you know? he's got. Yeah. You know, it's like one thing that I thought would have kind of made sense though would be obviously coach is now with uh, Jason Reed and obviously he's with him rather than DCT I thought it would have been good for DCT to go back with Jackie and then they could have a kind of feud with Jason Reed and Coach I thought you were going to say he went with with 
the yeah, coach, coach, you know? I, I, can't, I can't wait till they come face to face. It's mm. just like, what happened to you? What happened to you? Yeah. Oh, I, I love the warden. <laughs> he yes. Was, he was amazing. Mm-hmm. And that uh, concert he did when the oh, coach was singing oh, Home and Away. Best money I have oh, ever spent. Wow. I, I would concert. pay money to see that man sing Home and Away again. I know. <laughs> the, the best improvisation at a wrestling show ever. Oh, yeah. the, rings, the rings fell apart. Right out, coach. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen, this show would be a lot better if you would sing Home and Away just now. No, uh, no I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> it would not. <laughs> <laughs> you you do want people to scrack subscribe, don't you, Gary? <laughs> so in terms of the, the small snippet we got, do you think that was good? Did you expect it to be any more, any less? You know, Jackie sort of jumping out of the crowd and sort of going away. What did you make of Just right. It, it was good. Like people calling him a shy bag. It's like, well, with all fairness, I'd run away if I was lying on the yeah. table and someone's going to body slam me. Yeah. I'd run away at all. So he's not exactly a shy bag. Oh, he's definitely not a shite bag. He walked behind Gary. <laughs> <laughs> not the best protection in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Fear the Mitchell brothers. <laughs> <laughs> this is. Uh, I'm looking forward to what comes next, and I'm sure it's going to lead to a match at Shugs, yeah. and that will mm-hmm. be. That'll be nice. That'll be a highlight. Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah definitely. But that's a thing I, I keep on saying about Jackie Bolt to people that. And say to me like, why do you like him so much? Like why? Because he always gets you gripped, and you he, he just pulls you along, and you're you're just you're just a dummy, and you're suckered in. Was it you or somebody else that's called him that compared him to like the Scottish version of Chris Jericho the way he invents himself? Yeah, I didn't, but I somebody, would, somebody, I, I'd somebody did. Maybe it may be Chris. I can't remember who it was. Somebody in the crowd mm-hmm. compared him to the well, Scottish version. I can't version remember. Of I'll take. I'll take the <laughs> Yes, yeah, yeah, it was Stacey. 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 People have bought into my character more because of that advice, and that's the kind of thing that he does. He just knows how to keep you gripped. Yeah. Yeah. And then we seen um, DCT at the end, you know, shouting, I'm fucking back, and he giving Simon a big cuddle and stuff like that. I thought I, I would have liked to have seen him just a wee bit more darker during that bit, instead of giving Simon, I mean, it was obviously nice to see the two mates back together and stuff like that, but I'd have liked to have seen him just being a wee bit more darker and just sort of leaving the ring and walking away, making mm. it a bit more mysterious. What did you guys think about that, or else did you yeah, think, that, it was, that makes sense. think it was... It was nice to see that. It was a heartwarming moment, and don't get me wrong, it was hilarious when he kissed Simon. Yeah. Like, because I could, I had like the clear view of Simon, bright lipstick all over him. It's just like yeah, he's clearly had a good night. And, like, <laughs> it's not even the glam rock god. <laughs> so I think we're all really looking forward to seeing. Oh yes. Yeah. What happens? Oh yes. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So Gary, you said you see a shelter in the CC. I'm actually sure it's planning out then for this. I it's hope got, so. It's got to be. It's, yeah. a big, it's, it's a big money. It's a big money match, and I see they'll be this these two guys. You know. Mhm. It wouldn't surprise me if they actually pulled the trigger at like one of the next three shows and not at Shugs. Wrestle, would not surprise me. WrestleMania show. Probably a WrestleMania show, Ooh. or probably all the way down in Newcastle. You know. Yeah, I know they're in Newcastle. It's so annoying. Like when they did the square going, Newcastle. Still, yeah. still annoyed at that. It wouldn't surprise me if they actually did it, or literally next show. Aye. It would not surprise me. Interesting, we just wait and see what happens with that one then. So, 
So the next match um, after that was the women's title match between Avo and Isla Dawn. Guys, good match. Not the, not, not, not the fight. The, no disrespect to the two of them because they are they are both good. They are both keep up putting on good matches, but this the dish, the chemistry just was not there. No. Both before the match and during and during the match, you know, it was. It's a shame for the because Ava was at a stage of her title reign where she needs to be established in herself. She needs yeah. to have proper feuds. This felt like a one and done type feud, and that's yeah. not what you need when you're trying to establish a division, which many people have said is probably ICW's weakest between that and the tag division zero G and the world title picture. I want to be really positive about the show full stop I find this difficult um, I give ICW credit for doing something different and we really needed some different women's matches because the roster was is and was wafer thin and we'd seen all the different combinations we did we'd seen multiple rematches throughout the build to this match could have been better. It, indeed, when you think back to it, the, a seed was planted at Fear and Loathing where Isla Dawn had actually stood beside, us. stood beside us and Derek said to me, well there's Anastasia. <laughs> <laughs> we were both incredibly to- intoxicated by that point because we would have, uh, every round was uh, two pints of lager and a, a hooch. And we were on, you know, round six or seven by this point. Um, And this was the second match, wasn't it? (laughs) So, the seats have been planted. But then they went off and did this little sort of mini tournament, which I don't think, I would have just preferred, you know, Avo to have come out in the ring, Isla Dawn made the challenge, and then we're off to the races. See what you said, they planted the seats. She didn't even come out in an Avo match. It was the one with uh, Viper and Kaylee Ray yeah, versus um, Angel, Angel, Angel Hayes and Zaya Brookside. Brookside. Ah, she didn't even come out ah. during, during a title match. Well, I told you I had a lot to drink last night. <laughs> 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 it was a Could we actually just book a wrestling show based on Gary's drunk thoughts? <laughs> that would be a, that would be a show. Just, Ga- just Gary coming and chopping everybody. Uh, but if you the thing about Isla Dawn, I see since she's came back into ICW, she's not really had anything sustainable in terms of a feud. She's kind of just been there and there about. She's had matches to help put other people over. It's been one and done jobs. Yeah. So when you actually put her in an established feud for the championship, it's a bit harder to kind of. Build it. I think that's probably the issue that maybe in the time that we had the feud between uh, Casey and Avo, we could have been building up a lot of these folks. So obviously, Sarah and Quacko both know a lot more of these names very much better than I do, and establish a bit of an undercard division. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. So to say with Isla Dawn, I think she is incredibly talented. I think she's some of her work in NXT UK, and we obviously cover NXT UK on ESSR Extra. I think she's had done some really good. What? Yeah, of course. Before we fail, the most popular well, show on the network. Uh, um, make one mistake, you get. You get you call, you, you call your own show by the wrong name, and people don't let you forget it. You give an answer in a quiz, and two years later, I know, but you that still was a silly it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think she's done some really great work in NXT. I think she's underutilised in NXT UK. 
and um, would like to see her used more. But given, you know, we've seen some NXT UK stars be used to give a bit of a rub. Because she's been underutilised in NXT UK, she didn't, she doesn't come into this as a red hot opponent for Evo, which is why the build needed to be a wee bit more, in my view. Sarah, you just mentioned the um, women's division fairly lack at the moment. Uh-huh. Let's hear some of, <laughs> let's hear some of the mountains of names you've got there. Uh, well, she's competing well, but basically just the fact, I, I wanted to care about this match. God love me, I wanted to care about this match. And I just couldn't. I just couldn't. Mm-hmm. But see the names. I mean, first of all, you had the Woke Queens that were on the pre-show match. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, um, hot take, that should have actually replaced the women's title match. The women's title match should have probably been on the pre-show. Not, I'm not even going to lie and people can come at me. Don't really care. But you've got Debbie Keitel, you've got Valkyrie. I mean, Valkyrie is making her debut for NXT UK in two weeks. And getting vignettes on her. And, and, vin- and she's getting vignettes, which mm-hmm. means that they're shit hot on her, basically. Yeah. You've got, like, yes, you've got Angel Hayes, but it's slowly becoming what was Casey and Abel is now Casey and uh, Angel Hayes. So that is just, it's going in the same direction that you don't want it to go in. Mm-hmm. I want Kayla Ray and Viper as far away as I can possibly get them from ICW right now because they don't need to be there. You've got like so many other women, I mean, if just down the road in the Shawlands, you can book an entire card mm-hmm. with women yeah. from up and down the UK, across from Ireland, it shouldn't be hard to bring in the odd name every now and again, or even start building up that new division. Yeah. I mean, you've got Aisha Raymond, you've got mm-hmm. Raven Creed, you've got Katie Harvey, who's, Katie's one of, considered one of the best Irish wrestlers, bring her along. You've got who else? We've got Rio. We've got Giselle Shaw, who's the new Fierce Females Champion. You've Amy got Alonzi. Amy Alonzi, Emily Hayden. You've got so many people, and if if one tiny little promotion that is minuscule in comparison to how worldwide and popular ICW is can do it, why the hell can ICW not do it? You talk yeah. about uh, Emily Hayden's a good example. Emily, friend of the show, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, she was in ICW before. And yeah. you look at the working fierce females. Obviously, you guys talk a lot about them. Yeah. I've graps about how oh, that last patchy uh, plug for you to <laughs> about how about how that lassie has got a toaster over. Yeah, you can get toaster uh, over. Used, used to have both said. I think it was Quack who said to me that toaster and Emily were the most over thing in that last fierce female show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if somebody's putting that amount of work in, surely these type of things should go more notice and we get a more expanded division because it'd be an absolute amazing if it had a more expanded women's division because there's so many talented women in ICW and across the US. That's what makes me want to care and that's why I do and I will wholeheartedly admit I care more about Fierce Females than I do about the ICW women's division right now and probably will for a long time until they actually start booking things properly and give us something to actually care about. Yeah. If anyone's listening to this like it is there what I say if anyone's listening to this I mean we the people, people that are listening. nah we, 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 well, well we hope people are, but <laughs> we, I mean like the people that book book things that's what I mean by that if people if people are the, the people that book things listen whenever they do Twitter Q&A's they always ask what it's always that question of what are they going to do around uh, the women's division who are you going to bring in yada 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 just to give you pers- just to give you a perspective, um, Sarah and I wrote an article ten women that we would like to see booked or booked more often at ICW. 
correct me if I'm wrong, Stephen, was that not one of the most popular articles out there? Is well, it still? On supplicatorytweet.com, it's probably, it was one of our top articles of 2019. So there's a sign that people are crambling for it. Make it happen. Yep. When you look at other companies like the WWE, how hot the women's division is there, mm-hmm. and you see that ICW missing a trick. Yeah, absolutely, because mm. they don't know what. My honest opinion, and I really don't care if anyone doesn't like this, I think that they want to see the women's division fade away to nothing and focus more on the men. Like, that's what I truly, truly believe. That was our best article of, 20, of all time, by the way. Of all time, guys. There we go. Gary? I'm not sure it was, I would go as far as saying <laughs> <laughs> I'm very passionate that we don't want this division to Bath succeed uh, I think they, <laughs> they, they they clearly want it uh, to, to succeed otherwise they wouldn't be booking it but I can see why Sarah makes that point there is, Sarah just listed off the names of people uh, there's lots of them out there. I, I credit ICW for, for the work they're doing with Angel Hayes to start to build mm-hmm. somebody new. Mm-hmm. But Sarah makes the point that your new people need to have other people to wrestle against. So yes. if Angel Hayes yeah. is going to r- go around and wrestle the same people, those matches are going to quickly tire out. Where the difference in the men's division, there are so many more people. So somebody new comes in, they can have a different opponent every fight club. Mm-hmm. It can't do you that with the women's division. Yeah, mm-hmm. like see if they've just brought in one one name that's different, you would get some wee bit hype. Especially people that like Eve can book an entire show. Few females can book an entire show based mm-hmm. around a few women. Yeah, it does not take much to just fire an email yeah. and say, "Would you like to come work for us sometime?" Yeah, and Sarah mentioned. Uh, the ladies that wrestle in Ireland. Well, we know ICW is not a first to bring yeah. talent in from Ireland because mm. I think there was seven uh, competitors in the square goal that seven came nine. across yeah. from Ireland. So there's no shortage. You know, there's not yeah. a desire. It's not like they're against bringing people in mm-hmm. for those points. Yes. Um, ICW have used like Alexa Vega before Anastasia. Um, not uh, Vega, no. Do you not? Do you not no, Vega? Do not Vega, no. Um, but but why not? Like, all depends on if they like them or not. Well, Anastasia's been in a few times, so it'd be good to see her back. Little Miss Roxy, she's been in a few matches as well. Like, bring her back. Mm. Just widen it. So even if it's just people that they've had before, bring them back. Yeah. So just going back to the match then guys, would you say the, the right person won in terms yeah, of Yeah, I think so. Right, who else was going to win? What would like what we gonna what we gonna see next for Abel? No one knows? No, it's quite an unknown. It depends. It'll be interesting to see if they pull the trigger quickly on Angel Haze, but I don't think she's No, quite she's, not, yet. she's not quite ready, no. so I can probably see Viper or Kayla Ray getting thrown back into the mix for a wee while. Would not surprise me. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the the dark match then. Um, before that, Sarah, <laughs> you know these uh, the old queens that the, the, the um, ladies that were in the match, two brilliant wrestlers. I love them. So we would much. love to see these guys getting They're, more involved. Well, again, like in the article that me and Clappy wrote, Debbie Kaitel and Valkyrie are both women that I said single. 
competitors would be more than capable. And Debbie Kaitel's been getting booked heavier and heavier over here. Like she's the current fierce females internet champion, and she's a former uh, Eve Pro Wrestling tag team champion. She's the current Empress of Phoenix as well. So it's not like she's not got the credentials behind her. She is also an NXT UK superstar, as is Valkyrie. And see, when it came to like the actual match itself, I think if you don't understand the whole thought process behind the Woke Queens, mm-hmm. like me and Quacky discussed this quite heavily on Alba Graps, um, because we know that most of you guys actually didn't see the pre-show match. So when it came to people, like we just, they didn't really seem to care. And that, it, it actually deeply upset me because people just seem to be all in on Kaylee and Angel just because they were the hometown girls and it didn't, it didn't really get through with Debbie and Valkyrie, like you've got to actually understand the gimmick to actually appreciate it and I think like people that don't appreciate it, you don't understand it. Yeah, I mean, Riddle put out a tweet that's well, exactly what you said, does They're it? actually Ashley Smith's favourite tag team as well. We're saying mm-hmm. that you, you mentioned the vignettes that's happening to introduce Valkyrie to NXT UK. Mm-hmm. I don't recall anything happening once it was announced that the Woke Queens were going to wrestle in this match at ICW to introduce this new team to the ICW. No, audience. I just said just said Woke Queens because they were meant to appear at Gonzo at mm. one time, um, but due to out, out with their control, they weren't getting they weren't yeah. going to get booked at Gonzo, and this is basically just like a makeup. It's like, yeah, the Woke Queens, it's like, unless you know who you are, you're not going to care. Yeah, because yeah. I've seen Debbie wrestle the night before at Reckless, mm-hmm. and she went down a treat there. Um, but, yes, if folk had done just a wee bit about the Woke Queens, because their entrance is amazing. Never mind that in ring work. I said that I thought that I would get them in all their Abba goodness, and I did. Mm-hmm. And so. just seeing, like, the chemistry between them yeah. is fantastic. And it just kind of shows that how like how well a well thought out team together can be, and then Kaylee Ray and Angel Hayes were good together, but you can see that they were just thrown together mm-hmm. rather than an actual tag team like the Woke Queens. Yeah, and the fact that they came out with cups of coffee, they're just like they're my kind of people. cups of coffee to Abba and dance. Yes. They're they are my kind of people. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler for you, Debbie dropped her coffee cup near where I was sat, it's empty. Oh! Uh, actual coffee in it. Yeah, that's because she downed it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she, she got to down her coffee. Not tequila. She got to, got to drink her coffee. Thank you. Thank you, Quacky. So guys, I think we can all sort of sum up by saying oh, we, need, we need more competition in this division. Absolutely, yeah. 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 yeah, nice one. Nice one. Right, next match, some people's match of the night. Um, potentially was the the tag team match for the tag titles, the street match between the Thugs and Fight Network. Well, yeah, it's good of what you got to see. Yeah. Let's talk about that first then. Well, we can see. About, <laughs> let's talk about that then before we talk about the match. This is the second year in a row we've done a, a street match and we haven't been able to see what's happened. Well, it's not even, a, it's not like it's a year between them. Yeah, the other last, one was the in November, wasn't it? It was the last show they yeah. did in that particular venue, mm-hmm. which yeah. makes, it, makes you question because one thing people can say about ICW, regardless what you think, is the production spot on a lot of the time. I mean, mm-hmm. the quickness they boys and girls put out those shows mm-hmm. on their on-demand service is absolutely unbelievable. They put yeah. that on-demand before the Super Bowl finished, Yeah, which yeah. is crazy to think of, but 
when it comes to something like that you need to check these that's something you need to kind of check before uh, they may have checked it before the show we don't know but the fact it's happened twice in a row when they went out of range it's a bit of a disappointment especially when people are paying such and such amount of money to actually go to these venues you want to see everything you at least want to see it on the screen yeah yeah, yeah. This is what I was saying, like when I was sitting watching the back of the van, so I was like, oh, I wonder if we will actually see it on the van yeah. and if we managed to, to save it. But I think, like, see, the, I think ICW. Did we? No. No, no, they didn't. No, didn't work. Mm-hmm. Just saw a whole bunch of um, fans that you could see on the screens. But I think, like, see, when you take it back to, like, the older days of ICW and there was, like, street fights and false count anywhere, you'd have the fans clambering to follow the action around about no matter where it went yeah and i think that's what they may be hoping for that people are going to start scrambling outside to watch this like but most of the time it's like it's too many people it's too many people people, but also how dare you not have your spot at the barrier (gasps) can i just say it would have been dangerous with how squashed some people were at the sides like people like standing Mm -hmm. in front of the ring would have been fine but how packed and everyone was at the sides that wouldn't have been safe it was interesting you brought up that fact about Sarah about people falling out because in the last week the the video was resurfaced online on a Glasgow Live did an article on it about uh, Drew yeah. Drew McIntyre fighting Bridal and made it hell outside the ring and that yeah. that made that, that did well for Glasgow Live because that was a story of this guy's went this guy's went mm-hmm. about yeah. Mary Hill streets mm-hmm. so it obviously when we wanted to try and do something like that but as Stacey says as well the street fight, that kind of street fight would work if you've got a bit more space to kind of work yeah. it. That type of stuff works well in the garage. Yeah. Especially a lot of the garage shows now that don't sell as many tickets for it, it's a bit more safer. But that area we were stood in, it was like a bottleneck. Yeah. You yeah. could not move. I mean, the point, the blooming, the point where the match ended happened was about that area. When they when they eventually spread mm-hmm. out again, you were you were just as tight. You know. Yeah. So, but so. But at the Barras as well, that's a good place to have a, a street fight as well. There's a, good, there's a good bit at the back, but for actually what actually, see when you watch, you can actually see the stuff that they're doing outside and the stuff that were, the brief stuff that were doing in the ring. Yeah. There was a lot of innovation between the two teams, I thought, yeah. which was yeah. really good. The fight network are so underrated. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, underrated. The fight network are mad. The improvement in their work their characters somebody said to me during the show that like Krieger looked like he was in amazing shape the work those guys have been doing is tremendous and it's really you think like not that long ago the Fight Network were a comedy yeah. act mm-hmm. yeah. and now and the things that the Purger put themselves through that death match those monster monster cans oh my god I still can't get, oh. <laughs> get that out of my mind one of my children is still terrified of crowbar. Friend <laughs> 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 on the show yeah, that he was going to get because up. Ross grassed her in. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was terrified of crowbar like it launched into me and that kind of set that point where the fight spread oh, out. That been I think it was the really the really really or you come to the podcast, Jack Graham. One of the actual funny bits about it, I don't know if Stacey you, you or Kwaku seen this, but there was security guards kind of stood near that fire door uh-huh. and see the point where they went to the back mm-hmm. they've been they've obviously been told to stand there for a reason so they've seen them go to the back and they're like oh let's move we'll, we'll move with them never came back <laughs> <laughs> didn't know the spot that the spot was coming <laughs> <laughs> see um i'm gonna say this now um I think Krager looks like a world heavyweight champion. Yes. Alan Malukas said that to me on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. He said he called within a year that Krager might be in the title picture. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. He's quite a phenomenon in the water. I think he's mm. gone with the Eastern Reese workout schedule. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, the quintessential plan. I don't know if it's called that. <laughs> when, when, on completion, you get the pre mark jacket. <laughs> <laughs> if it's Ross's one, I'm not. <laughs> Definitely not. So, good match. But wrong type of match, potentially, would you say? Or are you. Potentially. Yeah. Like a TLC match or something, or mm-hmm. just like a death match. Could you have another Kajadamo death match? Could you have Coke? I don't think I'd do that. I mean, that's what Luke and Sharp wants us to have. I mean, they did have a death match at the Fight Club tape, didn't they? Yeah, well, yeah. Luke and Sharp versus Crowbar. Yeah, the one in one match. Yeah. I loved this, the one. <laughs> Seeing this match, I just loved that how Crowbar was locked out and he was banging on the fire. <laughs> I think he locked himself out, <laughs> He was banging on the door. <laughs> just cool. Yeah. I think Jack was really tempted to let him back in. No, I just kept, I just kept looking. I was like, it's like, don't let him in. Don't you dare. And then right the other door, and then the point of the, the match ends, you just Jack just opens the door, just like he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then I think I don't know if it was Jack that said the later on, but later on in the square goal where the fight the, the pods come out, I think it was I think it was Jack that went. He was outside in and out. He was outside. <laughs> <laughs> How did he get back in? Oh, bless Jack. He's so simple. I think it was Jack. I'm sure it was Jack. Well, it sounds like Jack. I'm going to blame Jack. Yeah. This would have. I thought this would have been the match to start the show mm-hmm. because it it does have it story. It's two teams that people are interested in. We know that they would have went out there to steal the show. Yeah. That's just the way these guys operate. There's no limits to the crazy things they'll do. But I think it's a good question about. Another, ma- another match rather than a street fight. I think if ICW are going to go do another street fight, they're going to go outside of that. They've got to make sure that we people inside the arena can see what's yeah. happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's talk about um, the pubs. Did they hold? Do you, do you think you guys held the title for long enough? No. no. I'm, su- I'm really no. surprised they dropped it. I'll, don't get me wrong. I'll, I'll, I'm really happy the Fight Network won it. Probably mm-hmm. most of the venue won it, but. Really short reign. That, that, that they, had one, they had one defence on that console show as well. Surprisingly short, considering how long they were chasing it. Yeah, yeah. But based yeah. on what happened later on the night, you can see why, why, they, dropped, yeah. why yeah. they dropped it. Yeah. Which we'll talk, we'll, we'll we'll talk, talk about that. that. We'll talk about that later on. And obviously, like you said, Stephen, the fight network they totally deserve this, and it's nice to see them it's sh- have it. It's a shame that moment got ruined by that no sock wearing oh. pain in the ass. <laughs> 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 For five minutes. Yeah, that's one thing that I'm. That could have worked in a backstage promo. Yes. Yeah. One thing I'm sort of worried about about this. Uh, I hope they're not going to get used as cannon fodder for Williams and Coffee to win the belt. Bloody better. I really, really hope. I think, I think if that does happen, there'll be an uproar. Yeah. And in terms of the fans mm-hmm. side of things. Yeah. <laughs> these guys need to hold this title for. At least a wee while. Yeah. 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 Be able to throw it. Yeah. Forever. Forever. Forever and yeah. ever and ever. Mm-hmm. That would be. That'd be good, but I said I just really hope they aren't used for it. But I, I thought this, in my opinion, this was match of the match of the night. Um, you know, it was e- even the bit when they went over, went over into the fans, and Krieger got hit in the head with a plastic pint, and he oh, was like stuck in his hair. Stuck in his hair, looked perfect for his ponytail as well. It looked yeah. so good. Somebody come grab it. I was like, don't. Some the fans actually grabbed it. Like, so, the part of the container. Yeah. Where me and Quacky were standing, like, oh, there's, there's that cup. <laughs> <laughs> they used part of the cup as a weapon. Oh, yeah. 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 ye
But what about those fans? You know, the price of those two pinters and and the SWG3, they're not cheap. Oh, I wouldn't be happy. If somebody tried to take that off me, I mean, I got scudded in the back of the heat at an ICW. Let's go, let's go, man. Cheers. If somebody took that pint, I'd be raging. I had a wrestler put their hand into my pint by accident, but they put their hand in and went all over them and was like, Mm. <laughs> like, what wrestling was it? Uh, it was during the square goal. It was uh, Kieran Kelly. Did you finish your thing? Rude. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. One photo I saw David Wilson took, and I watched this was when it was cut off the screens. Uh, Craig ended up in uh, another room, and it was like some sort of ladies' night. Yeah, and was like, some hipster. Oh, there was, a, there was a sort of meal yeah. happening yeah. Yeah. Like in the room next door. Like, they must have just fought the nighttime stripper and arrived or something. <laughs> <laughs> there was uh, forks that started jabbing into crowbars. Then he's like, I've got a fork and I'm going to use it. You're like, you scary little man. <laughs> really good, really good match. Yeah. Thought it was, thought it was good. Potentially, would like to see the, I'd love to see them wrestle again, but maybe a different type of match. Mm-hmm. But I think obviously now you can see the two of them going in separate directions. You could see them having a rematch at a fight club. Yeah. Because yeah. I suspect there'll be a Coffee Williams title match at Shucks. Probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, overall, solid match. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Two, two, two cracking teams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, guys, that's the first half of our Square Goal review done. Um, and at the moment, we're going to give you a wee snippet. We don't want to, we don't want to give away anything, but snippet of a man who we're going to talk about very heavily in the second part of the show. <laughs> All right, you rotten, smelly wrestling fans. It's this guy, Kez Evans, and you're listening to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. People are buying shirts that say "fuck you, Kez" on it, which I'm fucking raging at. Like <laughs> ICW didn't run this by me one bit. And, a, and fucking me waiting comes out with a fuck you Kez t-shirt on and then I'm finding out folk are buying them hey, you should be getting a cut of that man. I should be getting a cut of that that's my <laughs> name they're trying to be spurched my name for a bit of a bit of cash had the match with Mikey Whiplash that was good I was really happy with that match and then the next night at Hydro he's like come on in I see you as the future and I was like you damn right Eddie. I am the fucking future going on from that just wondering what do you think hold for the future for yourself like where my goal right now is to dominate and hold the zero g division hostage i want that zero g title of william thompson doesn't matter if he's the champion right now or if he is later on i am going to hold that title and see all the names like wolfgang lionheart all those folk when you see that title, you hinkle those names, I'm going to make promise on that that my name is going to be put in that list when you see that title. Mm-hmm. I'm going to dominate the Zero G division. And then maybe afterwards, maybe if I'm bored, maybe go for a world title. Who knows? But right now, it is dominating the Zero G division. Mm. You heard that here first on right. the Street And if anyone says, oh, he's too big, he can't do this, he can't do that. One, both the fucking coffees were Zero G champion and they were fucking great and they don't do flips and second point you saw what I can do I can do flips you saw me at that tribute show I fucking planched over and landed on my fucking feet I can fly I just choose naughty so fuck you fans if you're going to put up your glass like eh, actually you can't be Zero G champion fuck you 
I can be whatever I want. Hey, this is Quacko. And this is Sarah. Just a quick message to remind you that you should subscribe to our extra feed on Suplex Retweet Extra. Yeah, come and join us over at Albuquerque Grout where we will be breaking down all Scottish wrestling and also giving our brave hearts of each month. Yes, for that and much more, make sure you're subscribed to Suplex Retweet Extra. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex Retweet. Hi everyone, welcome back. I am joined by Stacey, Gary, Stephen, Sarah and Kwaku and we are discussing the square goal. Yay! Um, just like to say thank you to Kez for our break there. Um, Kez actually done an interview with Andy Mitchell five months ago and he told us so. Mm-hmm. He did. see the future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He did tell us. This guy knows his stuff. He does. <laughs> he really does. So, next match on, um, good night Andy, it was the men's heavyweight title match between Stevie Boy and Noam Dar. Now, one of the things we've been talking about a lot on the show as well has been storylines before it. What did you think of this one before it stays? See, I was looking forward to the match, but I wasn't looking forward to the match as well because I didn't really see much of a storyline behind it. It just seemed to be another match thrown together. I feel like a, I felt like an exhibition in, in the build up to it because you didn't. The thing is, you don't. We don't really know. We know the same Norm's back, mm-hmm. but we don't know the extent yeah. of what he's back. I mean. Granted, they did that show at the end of the year, but he might have just been back to see his mom and dad for Christmas. Mm-hmm. You know, is he going to be back in March time? You know, is he going to be back? You is know, he back for good? What about, in the, what about in the summer when he's partly still got, uh, still living out in America at times as well, still got that? So, apparently, I'm not 100% sure on that one. So, it kind of felt like it was just an exhibition to help put Stevie on to start with. Um, I'm a bit different to you guys. Like, the only flaw that I saw was the Fear and Loathing match, the triple threat, because that was all originally advertised as the number one contenders match for the Zero G, mm-hmm. and then Noam Dar wins it, but then he's promoted to, like, he's, yeah. like, that, that bit's removed, so then he has a match against Andy Wild for the number one contendership mm-hmm. for, that's the only flaw in it. Yeah, that's kind of, like, the thing that yeah. I was meaning about. Oh, okay, fair play. But, like... For me, the video package that was put together sold it for me because I love that, that video package. Had that, see when they actually came out, you mm-hmm. had the big match feel with yes. the pyro and the smoke mm-hmm. and that type of stuff. You actually felt like this was they put up, they would make you present. If you ever start match alone, you'd think that was the biggest match in the company system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on on paper, it was. It's kind of like an ICW dream match in terms of the roster, and you could see the sense that no under. As a star, he looks like a star. You can see the benefit that he's had from working at, in WWE, yeah. being able to train full time. Heading into the match, I Sarah's description of it was it you said the exhibition match or was it Stacey? Stacey, sorry. Sorry, folks. That, that is, sorry, honey. <laughs> Stacey and Sarah will be offended by that. <laughs> I kind of forgot what I was going to say there. Uh, yeah, the exhibition match part of it is true. I, for, for those reasons, I f- 
found it hard to get into because I thought the outcome was very predetermined. I thought it's going to be a successful title defence. I was wrong. I like the unpredictability that with the ICW's throwing out this year. I thought it was interesting when you, you think back on it now, because when you think back all the way back to Shugs now, where Stevie became the champion, Stevie was not supposed to be the champion in summer last year, but circumstances dictated that that was the direction of travel. Mm-hmm. So he probably, you know, in terms of booking ICW, maybe didn't think that he was going to be the champion for the long term. That was a short term fix, and they've got a different road for him to travel, which is the direction that we might now be going on. I think it was like it, like what Quacko said. It was extremely strange at the fact that that three-way match was advertised as the number one contendership to the Zero G yeah. mm. and then after it was just like the next Garage show it's like well they're going to have a match for the number one contendership and they're going to have a number one contender match for the World Heavyweight Championship and you're sitting going wait what 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 happened here who made cha- who made changes and didn't tell us like it just felt like just really really unrehearsed or it's just like Ah, uh, you know what? Screw it, no one's going to remember. Chuck that idea in the bin. If we don't acknowledge it, no one's going to remember. That's how it felt. If you, if you take that part aside of it, though, with the match itself... Yes, well, the match itself was great. The match itself is really good. I'm, I'm quoting the great Chris Murray a lot in this show tonight. <laughs> Chris had some great tidbits of knowledge across... <laughs> he was clearly inspired by what was to come later with the Super Bowl. With his Pittsburgh Steeler. That can't really hit him about, but let's not talk about that. Uh, it was the moment when he, he said, no I'm there, to him as a guy who maybe wasn't quite there for WWE, mm-hmm. but in terms of the ICW, he's kind of in that middle ground that he's absolutely, now especially, the way he looks, the way he is as a performer. Big fish in a smaller pond. Yeah, it's just, no disrespect to the other guys on the roster, mm-hmm. but when you look at Norm Dar and how he presents himself now, how he comes across the man, he's... I don't remember him being that. Uh, He's got nice arms. That's why I looked at you. That's a particular point. He's shredded. He's shredded like anything, you know. I mean, yeah. I think it was also like the it was the unpredictable outcome of that match because, like Gary said, I was the exact same. I went into the show going, "Nah, no titles are going to change hands." It's, yeah, it's yeah, it the like there's always like that one pay per view, like it, like with WWE, where you're like, "Nothing's going to change hands." Like this close to like a big event. So that's that was my whole idea. I think it was more the fact that, see, I went and marked out when Noam got pyro, because I was like, holy crap, I was like, Noam got pyro, mm. and then Stevie just got smoke, and you're like, well, that's a bit No, but it, it still smoke was, was the, smoke, the smoke kind of suited him. Yeah. 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 It, it, it was a bit, I didn't like the part where the, he was in the smoke, right, and you thought, right, he's going to come out from the smoke. Yeah, the it smoke just, died, and then he just kind of, he wasn't there yet, and then he came out, but... That's, yeah, like a, that's, that's a minor thing. No, it still looked cool. Was quite, it was quite mistimed, yeah, but I think it was more... Because I don't think anybody in that building had any idea that no one was going to take that. Yeah. But I think it was probably about time. Because, like, see when they said no one's back, they actually said he was back full time when yeah. they announced. Oh. Um, so it was, it was going to be sooner rather than later. And I think that's probably what one of the original plans was until circumstances stopped it from happening. Mm-hmm. I do think that's one of, one of, one of the original plans like, further down the line. So. See on that like light in production that I'll give props to ICW because in the pre-show 
the strobe lights was way too much. Oh yeah. my god, was, that like, was a headache. Yeah. So, uh, and particularly for Kaylee Ray's entrance, entrance yeah. it, it was it was really really bad, and it, it, it took me back. Um, in fact, it was I think it was uh, two or three years ago. Square goal, somebody actually fainted uh, next to me when looking at B, uh, BT Guns entrance coming mm-hmm. out because the strobe light was really really bad and. Then they calmed it down. Like they start flashing lights, obviously, but it what it was very intense. It was like, very, I've, yeah. I've, oh, I've not trippy. Seen, yeah, very trippy. Yeah. That was a good. I was glad I was sitting there. Yeah. Good build up to the match, the trial and stuff like that. Um, during the match, um, same same what you said, Gary. There for me, it's sort of like a, a dream match for me. I love Stevie Boy. Love no doubt. Put the team together in the ring. Doesn't disappoint. The only thing for me that sort of I didn't like about it was Davies interference. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it seemed very, very pointless. And that yeah, it was exactly. going to be like I was, I was kind of going, "Oh, is this David going to turn on Stevie already?" Like that was my initial but thought. The thing, the, the worst part about it was, I mean, it comes out, does it comes out, does a spear, and then when goes halfway, no, up, the right, goes halfway up the ramp, Stevie does his moves, kicks out the two. And then just leaves. It just carries on. Like, I mean, if you kept him out there, maybe, or you keep him out there, I don't use him at all. I I actually got it because it's he's not do- interfering because there's two elements I looked at as he did it so that because Noah was going to use the chair on the back. Well, not that no longer badly, but the knee that has caused trouble in the past. And he didn't want that to happen, but also he's given Stevie the respect that he's saying that he doesn't need to interfere too much for Stevie to keep a hold of the belt. I would say that there was no reason for him to actually get involved with the match. Like, see if he was going to stop no one from like using the chair. By all means, stop him from using the chair. Yeah, pull the chair but Get into the ring and actually pull him out of spirit. I soon I did not see the point in that. No, I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't. Big. I wasn't big on it particularly because I thought the two of them were putting on an actual very, very good match. Oh, it was yeah. a fantastic and, match. And it's the same, if you listen to a lot of people who have critics of the WWE style, mm-hmm. they do not like they do not like the fact that you get all this shenanigans with it when you compare it to the U Japan style. U Japan's just a very, very straight, very straight, which is why so many purist U Japan fans hate Jay White, because it's all the shenanigans yeah. aspect of it, so... If you depends on your likes, you know. If you kind of like the shenanigans part of it, you thought it feels as good. It's good when it's necessary or when yeah. it adds to the story, but that adds absolutely nothing I, to the storytelling. If Kaylee came in, mm-hmm. would have made a bit more sense. I thought personally, him and David just had that one brief one reunited. Reunite, reunite. Yeah, but there's history with them. Yes, yeah. it still didn't really make any sense. Did you like it? Did I like it? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say I was big on it but I understood why if you know what I mean yeah. so like it's, it's it didn't really bother like, I'm only talking about it because it got raised but yeah. like I do get it because I do feel that he was just doing something to stop um, his friend getting re-injured again that's all it was and also giving him the respect to say that he doesn't need a full blown like interference throughout the match to retain his belt so that's why I got it Dave had an interesting night, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he made some he made, he made, bizarre yeah. life yeah. choices that night. <laughs> we talking about that. Later. <laughs> <laughs> about life choices that he made on the night <laughs> as well. Um, Stace, were you surprised with the outcome of the match? 
in a way, yes. A little part of me was no, but I was like, uh, see, I don't know, because I kind of had in the back of my head thinking, oh, maybe if Stevie loses, then the Bucky Boys will come back. But, you know, that way I was like, but there's no way he is going to lose to no Dar yet. You know, that way I thought that it, it was going to be like a, like more of a feud between those two for it. But, I, like, when Noam won, I was just like, I just turned around to quack it. <laughs> and then, and the girl that was standing beside us, and I was just like, does that mean the Bucky Boys are coming back? <laughs> I thought it was a massive shock, and it's one of those moments where you almost, like, you... You know, one of the things when I go to the res- wrestling with my kids that I'm jealous of is they just react to what they see. And as a fan that understands a little bit more about it, uh, you can think, oh, I, I can see why they did that. And you, you, you overthink it. And in that moment, I reacted and just, you're shocked in the way mm-hmm. I did yeah. not see that outcome. I'm not disappointed with the outcome. Yeah. Uh, but I did not see that happening. I thought it was a Big surprise. I thought it was. I was. I was also surprised by it, but I also thought in my head at that point. I thought, right, this makes the square go winner predictable in my mind at that point. I thought it was predictable for the square go. I thought they were going to end up going with the, the Dar Andy Wild. Yeah. So did so many people standing in that area. I was standing. They thought Andy's definitely winning this. Can't see anything else, you know. But uh-huh. as I'm, it's not like it's, it's not like a majorly shocked it's not like they've just pulled a guy out from nowhere it's not like a gender no it's yeah, not like gender yeah. yeah. let's not mention that name <laughs> Dave's not here it doesn't matter I know but you'll still don't you'll, care you'll still find it but no it was, uh, I was very happy to see Norman and probably he probably does deserve it for what he's put in and I saw oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 oh yeah that's all for um, you know the guy in WrestleMania when Undertaker get beat I was like <laughs> and then my, yeah. my, my mate Robbie said he was like you're genuinely shocked by that and he went aye because honestly I did not expect him but yeah. that's a thing but yeah. I'm happy, you know, yeah. because no one's one of the names where you'll be like you've never been world heavyweight champion ICW like he's one of those names where you'll look back and say wow but now it's happened so mm-hmm. yeah I think it's good on him the reason why I was shocked as well is because obviously the WWE linked to him as well like yeah. you mentioned at the start and um, him being away quite a bit and you know wrestling many to UK and potentially staying, also staying in the States as well we should have thought you know this match will be a great match but mm. Stevie's yeah, I think that's like what added into the unpredictability. Like, because I think every time like Steve was getting pinned, I was like, "Why is going to kick out?" And yeah. I started to like detach myself from the match. I was just like, "No, this is going to be boring." And then it was getting close, and I was like, "Right, I'm going to start watching this again." And then just that one time, Stevie didn't kick out, and I was genuinely shocked. I was like, "Wait, what?" Mm-hmm. And that's what's I think what's made them solidify that Noam is actually back, and he's going to be back full time because. Yeah. I honestly don't think WWE or NXT UK has worked out for him right now. It could easily have like a fairy tale comeback like Drew one of these days. But I just don't think now's the right time for him. So I think he is now just back. Legitimately, he's not going to be working with WWE or NXT UK for at least a wee while now. Yeah. There's nothing left there for him right now. He's got no direction there. So oh, Well, with, yeah. with our wee pal Jordan Devlin now, NXT Cruiserweight Champion. Yeah, I think, I, think I, I wouldn't write off mm-hmm. NXT UK for him. Mm-hmm. I, I think, think it's just the, there's a lack of... Like, the US put, side They put of him it. in the, like, the sort of cocky heel persona. There's no baby faces to really go with him. He's went through Trent Seven, he's went through this person, he's went through that person, and Jordan Devlin is a full blown nasty heel. Mm-hmm. It's again, it's clashing of two different personalities mm-hmm. where you 
really do need the baby face chasing belt, not just a cocky wee bastard going, <laughs> R.I.P. But this sort of stuff. <laughs> Before we go with that, this match, guys, um, quick, um, what happens next with Stevie? WWE, book him. Yeah, he may end up going to NXT UK. I mm-hmm. can see something like that. I'm not sure about my ICW, though. It's, but, yeah, he turns out he's always a bit shaky. Is Bucky Boys back? No, mm-hmm. Stacey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's Bucky Boys. No, I think before he had his injury, I think he, there was a legitimate contract for ready and waiting for him at WWE. Um, because I didn't, I do know that he did extremely well on his tryout when he did go, and um, so it wouldn't surprise me that like that was what hindered it. it. Was just the fact that he ended up getting that injury, and that he, he kind of screwed himself over by continuing to wrestle instead of actually just going out, getting surgery or resting. And so, if not, he's going to be like babysitting Lewis and Aspen for a wee while. So, yeah. I, I don't know what's next for Stevie and ICW, but I don't think we should worry about him. But I think um, one of my fears is that Noam Dar's title defence doesn't turn into, title reign doesn't turn into Joe Coffey's zero G reign. Save pro wrestling! Which was, uh, you know, amazing matches, <laughs> but he wasn't there very often. Mm-hmm. And ICW need their champion. Yeah. I think the difference is no one's actually been there consistently mm-hmm. since them saying that's yeah. in back full time now. Which reassures me. Mm-hmm. I just hope yeah. that continues that way. I love the match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yay! Yeah, fantastic. Um, massive surprise element of it, which is what makes a good title match. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. I, I don't think I shut my mouth until entrance 10 in the square <laughs> 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 So, now on that, let's talk about the main event. Can you do a nice wee intro to the main event? Ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for the main event. Woo! I know something at least. This is why you suck, black guys. This is why we boo you at fierce females. This is why you boo you at fierce females. That's a lie I never did. You're your best friend earlier. Well, you don't exactly defend me, Stacey, so why are you showing me your ass? I'm here for your. For your intro, that's <laughs> <Last> remembered. <laughs> so, square go time. Okay. Yes. Right. Before it, guys, we had announced set numbers as well. There were numbers one, five, five, ten, ten, fifteen. No, twenty. Twenty-five. 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 I already uh, have a big build down with that before. Yeah. So don't ask me again. I don't mind 1 in 30 being announced, but I don't like the middle numbers. Oh, no, I don't want number 30 ever getting around. No. You've not had any meltdowns today, you're saying you want to talk about <laughs> I, I think. I mean, I've not quite had any meltdowns. Um. Announcing number 30 is only a good idea. It was, and the crowd goes mild. Yeah. Announcing number 30 is only a good thing to do if you want to avoid a Rey Mysterio, Daniel Bryan moment yes. where the fans think they're getting one thing and you deliver something they're not expecting and they go mental. So like when Roman Reigns came out yeah, <laughs> a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but it's, it's too many people and also it didn't carry through, uh, removes a lot of the surprise but it doesn't carry through in the stories because number five didn't come out when they were supposed to come out and when you listen back to the show in demand the commentators clearly forgot about it as well because mm-hmm. yeah. uh, they would say, oh who's number one? 
Oh, it's BT Gun. Yeah, we all yeah. knew that. <laughs> I think it was also as well, like, seeing the lead up, they had, uh, I think it was like maybe three spots that hadn't ever been, like, announced. There was 27 people actually announced themselves for the match, and you're like, that's a bit fucking pointless now, isn't it? But it's just like, I'm going to be in the square going, I'm going to be in the square going, you're like, I don't give a shit if you're in the square <laughs> going, I want a surprise. Yeah, that's the whole point of it, it's a mystery element of mm-hmm. it, and you yeah. want, you know... I said I wasn't going to have any meltdowns, but... <laughs> I had a few more, I had it noted down that there was a few more surprises than I think you had, because I had, uh, I had maybe six names in this. Well, one of your surprises was announced the night before, right, on the console show, and... but. Most of them were most of them were surprised. Probably the Four. biggest, probably the biggest one is the number no, one in your list, I've number seven in their hearts. So I've got three that genuinely were surprises that you did not even know that they were there. Um, Four. I can understand everyone's saying because I'm like that. Like I don't want the surprise of the Royal Rumble. However, you kind of, if you can understand it from a promoter point of view, and that you use if you need to accelerate ticket sales at certain points because you always look at the graphs between this point last year and all that kind of stuff and if you want to I'm just speculating here but I suspect maybe right that if you want certain ticket sales you may need to announce those kind of names I mean we're we're at this discovery this week where they wanted to have a show that was completely nobody knew who was getting booked whatsoever but they Others one name and I accelerated ticket yeah. sales. See, this, this is one of my gripes as well, though, is that GPWA, who are the training school for ICW, have managed to put on secret shows and keep a return of Liam Thompson secret. But there's how, can a, know, how can they know do something like this? But it's there's scary. a difference in numbers yeah, that you need to sell. It's a bit more scale. I mean, you've got folk like Sammy Callahan, yeah, right, okay, but it's, you've got an entire roster. That you're like, right, they're there full time, you don't actually need to announce. I take Quacko's point on board, I do think that, however, I do feel that they announced, like Sarah said, I think they announced too many. I think they maybe should have mm-hmm. maybe. It was just all the graphics that you saw. Yeah, yeah. The, the thing about it is, see if you look it up, I was having a look before the show about a lot of the wasted entrants because I can like get Craig the. Anthony? Well, you get the likes of, you got Craig Anthony, you've got Max Dead technically wasn't in there very long, it was Thatcher Wright, which. No, but no, no, no. I've got a great point about Thatcher Wright, which I'll okay. say later. <laughs> uh, you've got Nathan Martin. You've got Xander wasn't really in there long. Jake Chris wasn't really in there long. Aspen Faith wasn't in there long. Davy Boy, I don't know what was going through his head. Look at the Patsy wasn't really in there long. So you've got so many of those yeah. wasted entrants. Didn't he set a new record yeah. for the quickest elimination? Yeah. I thought Thatcher Wright was close. I think yeah. it was a record, but Patrick was literally was in and out. Yeah. Um, like, I do remember. Take, take away some of them. Yeah, no, I do remember, like, it was my, it was one of my pals, uh, Ian Skinner. Now, he kept hitting to me, he's like, oh, wait for number 14. Wait for number 14, making me think it was going to be him. And see, as soon as that music hit, oh, you fucking bastard. <laughs> <laughs> it was Billy's commentary for Thatcher Wright. It was. The greatest thing alive, like I said, yeah. I said, skin the bastard, yeah. skin the bastard, fuck like. your Brexit. <laughs> my, my problem is, it is, see if you're going to do what you do at 30, we'll look at what's the point in doing the same thing at 14 with Thatcher? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I think it's more the fact that 30 was a complete waste as well because this is where you're thinking, look at Pat, he's going to get a push, he's going to get a push in and out in two seconds, and you're like, well, what the fucking point was that? You could have done that earlier in the night. 
Por todo que la Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was just exactly that, that it just felt completely wasted quick, in the whole build up. A quick point I'll actually make this is have a minor run, not as a to say it earlier on, but I hate the fact that in this whole big British wrestling scene, ICW, Progress, and Rev Pro, arguably the three biggest in the UK, are running a show on the same night. Especially when you got a relationship that ICW and Progress have got, you think they could run sh- different shows. If you look at some of the names who were on that card for Progress, mm-hmm. you've got the likes of Karen Noir, Chris Brooks, Jordan Devlin, Scotty Davis, Paul Robinson. Could you imagine the, the pop if Chris Brooks came out? Well, mm-hmm. can you imagine the fact that Paul Robinson came out since we were supposed to get that street right. fight with him and Kid Fight? Dragon Off yeah. as well was down there in Cardiff, you know. Yeah. So can we rewind it back a wee bit? <laughs> <laughs> Number one, BT Gun came out. Number two, it was the most obvious thing yeah, that was going to happen. It, yeah. But it's still, I still quite like seeing them fight. Oh yeah, I mean, I actually, this is what I said to Daniel, that I missed Simon announcing that he was actually bringing the bat because Sammy just started cutting his promo and I was like, yeah. I was like, was that actually a weapon? Was that actually a weapon? He was like, yeah, it was a weapon. I was yeah, like, are you sure? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't actually know until I went back on the band. I went, oh, I did say it. It was like six or, <laughs> number six or seven of like, to quite, just turning to quite why doesn't anyone have any weapons with that's what I was like, I was like, no one's coming like, with a weapon yet! They do. <laughs> the weapons, I, I think, flew way under the radar. Yeah. I think it's passy, ICW should just forget about it. Uh, but Sammy Callahan, I love the chop fest that him and E.T. did in the bits when he, he undoes his bulletproof vest <laughs> and then does it back up yes. again. Nope, nope. But he is a dirty, dirty bastard. Oh, right. <laughs> Spitting in his hand. Oh, no. Grogging and people, it's... the snot at the nose, oh. and there's a great moment on it. Um, his selling, I thought, throughout the match with whoever he was fighting against was amazing. Mm-hmm. And there was a moment where Lewis Garvin had him in the corner and he did the shattered dreams to him. And Billy said in commentary, as he spat, Billy said in commentary, That's not saliva, that's jizz, he got hit so hard. <laughs> <laughs> a great line. <laughs> JR can have he's oh my god, he's broken in half <laughs> But then that's just uh, one of the things like they mentioned there, BT gun. The injury angle is getting tired, isn't it? Yeah, it's getting yeah. tired. He was out the match for twenty three minutes, so I see so. No, it's just it's been done before. Why does it need to keep on being done over and over and over again? Just have someone in the match if they're going to be in the match. I guess when he came back, I think they could, he could chuck it like two minutes later. It was. Because he came out and then... He a chair off his poor unsuspecting fan. And he had that... Uh, he had the weapon, which... What do you know was wasn't that? An offici- it's, a, it's a little baton thingy. Baton. Which uh, uh, it's like but it wasn't an official weapon... In the match. Yeah, but don't forget ICW, it doesn't have really rules, so... Well, now they've acknowledged that they don't have rules anymore. Okay, what do you think about this injury angle that they've done? Yeah, yeah, it's slightly dumb, but at the same time, I'm not like ang- I'm not like angry or anything about it, like because um, it's it got the payoff of the fact that it's their plan to deceive for me for a uh, bad company versus OVE, and that that would be a, that to me would be quite an epic rivalry that if done be, right. So that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. That would be awesome. So let's have. I look at some of the surprise entrants. I think the main one that everybody was shocked about was, like Stevie said, number seven coming mm-hmm. down. 
that old man trained seven. Yeah, I think Oh, it's, I was so happy to see him coming When that music hit, I was sitting there going, I know that music. I know that music. And I, I didn't slack and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I was like, the same. I, was, I, I, was, I, I was, did not clack. I was like, I know that music. No, my jaw fell <laughs> when, when I saw him coming. I was like, oh my God, he's back. You were the original leader of the Trent Seven Army. Yes. Yeah. It was an amazing pop. Yes. And I got really excited for a moment because I thought, if Trent's here, <laughs> then at least the title's going to be here. Yeah. I, I never forget ICW for that. <laughs> That's why you looked through all those wasted entries going, Tyler could have been there! Yeah. Tyler could have been there! Oh dear. Well, amazing. And some really nice storytelling in the bit. I loved the bit when Trent came face to face with Wolfgang. Yeah. Yes, yeah. As well, and a little nod back to... Mm-hmm. I thought it was hilarious when he was good. hiding under the ring apron trying to get like a wee sleep. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm hiding, you can't see. But it's good to see that um, he still hasn't got any better when trying to hit someone on the metal bits of the sides <laughs> and nice. then still not and he luck. bangs his head, hand against that, that the metal bit. Oh, so I'm just like, I'll just turn around and be like, oh, he's done it again, he's done it again. trying to see if he hasn't got any more luck and you're like, oh, no. you tried, honey. It's the yeah. noise it makes, it's just so brilliant. Oh, and just his reaction to it, it's just like, it's the same every time. And he's like, surely it must be getting... It must not be a sore now, the amount of times it's happened. It was the fact he came running all here and going, oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> I'm just sitting going, what? <laughs> he just goes running holding his hand, oh, for fuck's sake! And you're like, oh, okay, you hurt your hand. It was a good solid effort, by the way, as well. He lasted for a while, he anti Wild eliminated them, so yeah, he was yeah, a bit, it was yeah. a good... 20 minutes or something, was The Wild was 20 in the rumble, was was Yeah. Trent was was number seven, so he was out just uh, not long after Wild came in. Probably about a good 20 minutes. Notice he got some booze when he threw over Wolfgang and Trent. He got a way Yeah, because there was a a lot of people who wanted them to eliminate other people. Andy Wild was my number in the sweep. And when he eliminated Trent Seven, <laughs> I was so torn. And I was like, why did How dare you? <laughs> right, well, Wolfgang was my number, and I was like, right, I'm not mad with that. I'm not mad. It's not going to be him that wins, but I'm not mad with that number. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the guys in it that was the Iron Man was Alexander Dean. Yes! Good performance on some scrubs. He was in. He was a sneaky fucker in that he match. I loved him in that match. Mm. But he, so he, good. he did a really good job at that one. I think it shows the faith that ICW are actually starting to put in him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it'll be, be interesting to see him and Andy potentially now. Yeah, he's he got two eliminations, didn't he, Dean? Mm-hmm. He eliminated Jack Jester and obviously Andy Wilde from pulling him mm-hmm. from the outside of the ring, it's which looks like it's going to set up a little It's, it's going to be a good guys. while. It's definitely set up some good considering yeah. that. Dean and Andy have been best friends or been really good friends for years. Like he, he spoke about it when I did that interview with him. Like the first chance we all got to like really hear him, hear from him, and he kept mentioning that him and Andy go way back. And you're like, this is this is some good stuff that's going to be going on. How long was Lewis was in for a good bit as well? Lewis yeah. Yeah. I want to talk about Andy first. Yeah, before we go to Lewis. <laughs> 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 you are. Wind yourself back there. <laughs> <laughs> so I think like. The fact that these two are pals, and it's, it'll be interesting to see Dean's thought process behind eliminating Andy. It's basically 
like that if I can't have this you can't have it either like that's the way it looks like going into it mm-hmm. and it'd be very very exciting to see because like I said the great chemistry good pals so we can see where this one goes and I'll be it's so it's got the hallmarks of a so really excited. really personal rivalry yeah. and mm-hmm. just be gritty dirty nasty and I can't wait it's, yeah. going, to be, it's going to be really good yeah <laughs> I can't wait Glimmering your eye when you said that. Oh, but then, <laughs> this is when evil quacker comes out when I was like, yes. When he jumps off the fence. Yes. Um, Andrew Wilde, do you? Most of the guys in here probably thought he was going to win it. You thought mm-hmm. this was the right time for him to push the button on him, especially when the one when they were going to. Well, well, since he was my number, I thought, yes, yeah, <laughs> it's definitely his time to win. I, but <laughs> I kind of feel like they're never going to pull that trigger. No. Like mm, it's, yeah. it just sort of feels like whenever you find that right time, and then you're like, right, okay, a little bit of leeway, but now it's it's been a little bit too long past that. I think, uh-huh. like, they could have easily set up another way of having Andy being the number one contender, and no one getting involved and setting up with them two against us again rival history but I don't know I think Andy's one of the hottest people in the company there's no doubt about it and one of the hardest workers but I just I just think that they're going to pull this trigger way too soon and it's just going to fall flat on its face or way too late way too late is my fear I said the exact same thing you you said Sarah said on Sunday night is that if not now when are they going to do it? When, or is this ever going to happen? And Wilde's been on a, a really good role. He eliminated, as we touched on, Wolfgang and Trent, two members of Ball and Hype. But I thought, why is her ICW to get him out of the ring rather than have him in like the final yeah. four? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Part of it, get him, you know, if he's not going to win it, have him out mm-hmm. a bit earlier than that. It looks like he's going to go on to Dean. I don't give up hope that he's going to continue to be a main event player or the expectation he'll be a main event player. I can see ICW maybe just doing a bit of a longer run, maybe building up to a fear and loathing yeah. moment. That could be good potential of fear and loathing moment having known for him. Title. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Title. Now, as Stephen touched on my chips just about five minutes ago, <laughs> 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 next guy I want to talk about um, Lewis Garvin. I think he was sensational. Mm-hmm. Great, great double elimination yep. of the, yeah. the OVA boys, which I didn't mm-hmm. see coming. Yeah. yeah, I don't think that was meant to happen. Like, no. From what I've been told from said person. But they got a lo- they got a lo- they got eliminated, and then they had the scrap on. Yeah, the- it yeah. was. For, I've been told by said person it, that wasn't meant to happen. It was meant to be Jester who eliminated them. Yeah, but that's a better one than Jester. Yeah. Yeah. Jester. I know it worked out really, really well. Take a moment to say, uh, Jake Chris. That's the first time I've seen him. Same. Uh, I I did not expect to see somebody dressed like Michael Jackson from Thriller. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, You're just a shitty Michael Jackson. And he all that way, all, all that way to be in the square go for less than a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just came out and just kind of puts a cheerleader for that. Yes. Speaking of Lewis Garvin, I've got some stats. <laughs> uh, now, throughout the square goal match itself, anyone that hazard a guess how many low blow or shots involving the penis there were? I, I lost count of around about 20. Yes, about 24. A lot. It's 21. Oh, oh so I didn't you, really should have, you should have lost count. I should have lost count. <laughs> just, yeah. just had one. <laughs> I know. I did like I was thinking. Um, like, 12 of them. 
12 of them were delivered by Lewis. <laughs> Do you guys know who took the most? Sammy who took Cal the most? Sammy Cal. No. Jason Reitman. No. Oh no, who, who came in? And took oh, Dickie Divers. Yes. Ah. <laughs> Appropriately named Divers took five, including a mandible claw oh. from oh, Sammy Callahan, yes. which I'm going to rename the mandible ball. And <laughs> so, yeah. 21 <laughs> but included in the 21 I also included Kid Fights using his penis as an offence rather than the other well, way around. Technically it was only 20 then. That still counts. <laughs> <laughs> I lost count at 20 and that's where it ended because that's where I lost count. Still counts. So yeah, 21 <laughs> penis <laughs> dick, dick shots. <laughs> Thank you for that. You said that when you like your <laughs> <laughs> it, was just, it was just so funny. Like, it was like, really I, I, I know, I know, I know, I know people that follow the Jim Cornette or Bornette's law of wrestling. I'm going to go, I hate that, I hate that. I found it funny. It's hilarious. Yeah. And it's, it's like the fact Lewis has done that in every single square go and battle royal he's actually ever been in. True, right? It's Keep, it going. Keep it going. Keep it going. So. Waited two years to say this again, guys. <laughs> is this the split up of the Kings of Cats? Yes! Yes! Yes, it's happening. Yes, yeah, My prediction I was told right. you so. <laughs> I told you so. I told you so. so. This was happening. I oh, knew it. I knew it. It would I make a lot more sense if the Bucky Boys are getting back together. Mm-hmm. It would make a lot more sense if they split up. Steven? Yes, it's happening. Yeah, it's happening. It's going to happen. You're going to go up to said people who criticise you, whose names will not be mentioned at this particular time. <laughs> I'd be like, I told you so! Yes. And it's going to be the single most greatest thing ever. Yes. I cannot wait to hear How dare you. They need to How go and they need to change their action. I think, I think they need to change now. I think they've had an amazing run. They've been fantastic together. I just want to see... I feel see, like it's time for us to remember. I want them to be singles competitors again. That's yeah. what I really they want. They could be but they should not fight. Just leave each That's other. That's because they're going to fight for custody of you, that's why. Although they're not together. Well, they're starting to show, you know, just looking, but they used to always dress the same t shirts um, and the, the sort of ripped shorts, and then just, you know, slight changes in the ring attire. Um, it's still got the same flavour, though. Su- it's very subtle. Um, the tension that was. But surprised that it was Dave, Ravy Davy, and they got the elimination on them. Um, Alexander. Uh, Alexander. Alexander. Even yeah. more surprising. Alexander <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, finally got his moment. <laughs> like Casper kept saying, he's like, you could have called me to Lewis. He couldn't have, Lewis's back was turned. He couldn't see what was happening, so how could he have yeah, called him? Nicely done, I thought the tension, mm. the walking away, you could see that it just had pissed off. But you've yeah. been noticing that's been happening over a few shows as well. Mm. Yeah. That there seems to be a bit of a falling out the between them. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stop is, it, you're dedicate your plotting. This is the only tag team that I'm happy that are going to be splitting up. <laughs> I'm plotting for I think it. We need to do it. Unlike the Rockers, which destroyed me as a child. Yeah, but this I is like just. Wait. I think this it's is like balancing the scales for you now, Derek. It is. This is the one. These guys need to go out and wrestle singles, I think, and build their way up from there. They've been amazing as the Kings of Cats. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. They've brought the tag team division to light, um, held the belts for a long time some sensational matches but I feel like it's time for the two of them is this gloating in your part because of the stick you got two years ago <laughs> you got it you got it I can quite really say yeah. it yeah. <laughs> he's brought out his dossier <laughs> he's got a list of names I told you <laughs> it's just like there can you see the future yes 
and these glasses, I can see the future. You can see the future. Yep. Right. So yes. Next <laughs> <laughs> yep. thing, um, when we were talking about the the amount of numbers beforehand, was some of the people that Stephen mentioned before that some people would use for um, cannon fodder for some of the bits. There was we counted between there was a number of tag teams involved in the involved in the square cone. We counted there was ten participants who were members of tag teams in total. Um, do you feel like that's a wasted opportunity for other people? Yeah. Do you think it should have been less than a, a few less than that? Uh huh. Yeah, for uh -huh. Yes. Stacey's just, yes, obviously, Stacey's just, yes, yes. Don't ask me any further, Yeah, they could have put a lot more single guys who had a chance of winning it. Just on the rumbles, you don't see a lot of tag teams. No. Generally, tag teams are, you know, the reason the smoking guns were in the rumble is because you had a monster like Fistera that needed some of them. Come on. Come on. But again, understand, because Square Goal can be cashed in on the tag team titles as well, so... You can't really say. Ah, but how, it's like who's it's like it comes down to a tag team, and what they're going to do play rock paper scissors score right. Okay, you lost, you go over the top rope, because that's how stuff's going to break down. It's a it's a fair point to make, Quack, because yes, that's the rules, but mm -hmm. nobody approaching the, approach the match thinks about it. Titles. Do they? None of us. Oh, well, that 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 was um, that was Aspen's goal. He won. That yeah. was also Jack Jester's goal. That was also the 9-9 goal. It was interesting though. Um, I still don't believe that was asked. If you add on game. the tag team wrestlers plus the ones that didn't last very long in the match, you know that's a good proportion mm -hmm. of the participants in this this match. Yeah. Now in a rumble, there's always people that don't last long. There's the different parts on it. You stack it up, and then somebody comes in and clears house. That's generally the formula mm -hmm. of these yeah. things. So. Um, right. Like I just I don't genuinely believe that was Aspen's end game. Like I genuinely believe yeah, he's saying I want to cash in on the tag team titles. But I think he would, like if he had the chance he would cash in on Stevie. That's what I think was probably the end game goal. Yeah. If you look at the tag teams that were in it, so more than the three members of Mullen Hype and two of them came in quite late in it. Their combined times I don't have it to hand, but it wouldn't be long. I would say that that was a missed opportunity not having all three of them in together. Yeah. 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 Could have had the more than hype powers actually activate properly. Mm -hmm. I love the more than hype boys. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, they're so funny. They're the best. They're good wrestlers as mm -hmm. well. My, my favourite trio going around right yeah. now. Easy. Right. Let's talk about the winner. So happy, Stacey. I think we should just leave this to you. What do you go? Oh, honestly, it's like everyone. A lot of people around me were not big Kez fans, and then as soon as he came out, I was like, "Yeah, go Kez!" They're like, "If if you no uh, no uh, nobody uh, said that at all. None of us said it. No, um, no, no. So we're cheering away, and then and then it happened. It happened. He won, and then everyone was booing. We were all. I wasn't booing. Cheering. I was, I was, no, we were cheering. I was it. Um, so, Alan, that shared the video of you two on Twitter. Me, that was me, a very intoxicated Ryan Gallagher. <laughs> oh, he almost talked to me when when Kez won. He like you were like yeah. The, the, the moment of the evening was that the, as Kez went up the ramp, holding the briefcase, the cam. 
Nathan Fisher at the back just chipped up, started the chant of you deserve it <laughs> <laughs> to which the angry people Stacey Renfrews went no he doesn't <laughs> so, it's the fact that he had like that new singlet I actually noticed like him and Noah were both wearing crushed velvet it's like it's the, the attire of winners uh, crushed, this is the, yeah. crushed velvet this is the type of analysis that people subscribe to. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> they listen in for me talking about Crush Velvet and how much I despise the ICW women's division right now. Do you know what was perfect for me was the way he won it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I think in terms of his, I think if you're looking at it, like that's a bit, I understand what you're saying, that people yeah. say that's a bit crap, but I think for Kezi's um, character. Yeah, it was perfect. It's perfect. But one point I've got to make as well, right? It's very dastardly. Mark yes. Dallas and Scott Reed seemed raging about the fact that he won. Yeah, when did If you didn't want him to win, why did he come down and distract the other person? No, it's, it's more... When did Mark Dallas do a face turn, by the way? Before Fear and Just on this point, you mentioned Mark Dallas and Scott Reed come down. Where's the ICW commissioner? This. Yeah, where, where was Carmel? Where was our darling commissioner? Yeah. Well, they maybe sitting the dogs probably. Well, they they came they came down they came down because um what's my fault they came down because obviously they're down to a final two and they believe that one of their competitors is injured so they need, kind of need to advise on what to do and um, it was just that obviously Kid Fight was hanging about the ropes talking to them saying don't know what to do and then that's when the case got back up so I got it in that sense. I can see the point of Dallas coming down because you know he's the owner but Scott Reid had absolutely no reason to be down there. Well he's um, he, well most people wouldn't know who he is I think so that's yeah, and, my point and, when I mentioned the commissioner. Yeah, yeah Carmel think- would have made more sense yeah but not Scott Reid. He's just Dallas's pal that's all it is. On the one of the reasons I said I, I wasn't a fan of the of the finish is I don't remember some of the big wins Kez has had. Kez cheating to win. I don't. He didn't cheat to beat Dragonoff, did he? Mm-hmm. Did a wee bit. He did a wee, It was dirty tactics, but it was done smartly and not mm-hmm. in a dirty way. It was definitely. Yes. So, uh, question, guys. Everybody agrees he, he deserves it. Yes. 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 Yeah. When is he going to cash in? Whenever he wants. Good shit. Yeah, I'm not too sure. Can you keep it for a while? Can you keep it, it and prolong it a wee bit? And I, I hope yeah. it is a, one of the big shows. I hope it's yeah. not uh, just a garden show or something. I hope it. I hope he does, does it on a grand it. stage <laughs> like he deserves. Yeah. Or like when they forgot the Rudo was out. He's like, oh crap, we need to catch this in. Yeah. yeah. So do w- it now, do it now, do it now! In WWE, generally, if somebody has a long run with the briefcase, it tends to be the next person has a shorter run mm-hmm. with it. And the Riddle run, obviously, she touched on, went on too too long. Also, I don't know when, but with the fact that it's on a, he- a heel, mm-hmm. it lends itself to more of those. Oh, is it going to cash in? You know, I can see a few mm-hmm. fake Kes has all the yeah. fake right moments yeah. coming up. I may not be able to say when, but I possibly think it's going to be on the zero G. Interesting. Was that because you said it in the interview? Mm, possibly, yeah. Yeah, that he wants to take it by hostage. He wants to take it hostage. Yeah. Make it his. So, or guys, you, if you tag, you can cash in and be tag team champion all by himself. 
<laughs> Look at him. I have a fork and I know how to use it. Oh, whenever he does cash it in though, like, as bad as this sounds, I cannot wait to see other people's reactions. It's going to be yeah. amazing yeah. and we're going to be awesome. And I, I'm going to be quite fearful for people that are cheering for him when he wins the cashing. I, I always remember that one of the figures we were at in the garage and Kes first came out <laughs> and you've liked him since day one. Yeah. So when he won, when he, I looked over to you from across the ring, yeah. we across from each other. Yeah. And I went like to you, a point that you meant you're number one, not that you need a number one, but you <laughs> have a number. You, you're being yeah. his number one fan, so yeah. you must have been buzzing. Oh, so happy. So happy. Yes. Nice one. So guys, in conclusion, good show. I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I was going yeah. to. Yeah, it was, it was a decent show. It wasn't the best square goal they've ever done, but yeah. it wasn't a bad show in hindsight overall. There was still a wee few bits that you work on. I thought it had a lot more surprises than I thought, well, than I expected, but I, overall I enjoyed it. Yeah, I think there's a few things that are shaping up to be really good, like some of the rivalries that have yeah. happened. Yeah. And that's now, you know, we've got potential split up of a set tag team, we've got Alexander Dean, um, Andy Wilde, you know, we've got loads of things that are happening. Yeah. Thank you, DCT. Yeah. I think it was a good show and a bit of a reset moment for ICW. It's now got lots of different angles going on, we've got a whole load of different champions, all those different feuds, a bit of a freshen up and actually we've been calling on ICW, our fans have been calling on ICW to do something different. I would like to give you know, credit where credit's due. It looks like that's where we're going to go with yep. it. There's clearly some scepticism amongst my colleagues here, but yeah, credit lot, where credit's due. Well, we're avenues for, for new storylines, so yes. there actually is storylines yeah, exactly. for matches. Mm-hmm. And that's what you want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any good show to come out of it is more storylines to come out of it. So, guys, on that, I think we'll call it time. All it leaves me to do is say thank you for working. No problem. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. Thank you, Stevie. Thank you very much, Derek. Thank you, Gary. You're welcome. First show that we've done together. Pretty much live. You both miss your mother's birthday for it. Aye, you miss your mother's birthday for it. (laughs) (laughs) When I told her how much I was getting paid to be in this show, she said, yeah. He's getting paid. You're getting paid. Why do you not? Yeah, I never got his mother's birthday present to compensate. (laughs) (laughs) But do the rest of you not get paid? Oh, sorry, Oops. Move on quickly. Thank you, Stacey. Thank you. Thank you. So, guys, we'll be back next week to discuss um, social media and wrestling hosted by our own Stevie Boy. Yep. Thank you. Yes. Um. Tweet me your comments. I am on Facebook, and that's some terrible plugging. Yes. You can moan at me on Instagram. Until <laughs> <laughs> then, wow. we'll be back soon. Cheers, guys. Listen, cunts, I don't care what the fuck you think you're doing. Whatever you think is more important with your life, you honking bag of d- tips you know what you should be doing you should be going online you should be subscribing you should be listening to the back catalogue of eat sleep suplex retweet whatever the fuck you're doing that's what you should be doing i don't care if it's your mum's birthday i don't care if she's feeling contractions get on it right now sports social podcast network with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.